Welcome to today's podcast. We're going to be reading a couple of pages of You Can Be Happy Now, the book of Marin Carotters, the book that talks about thanking God for situations and getting out of the way. Just be still and know that I am God is humanity's biggest problem just to give God a chance to work. Amen. Our first reading is called A Happy Revelation. That's on page 114. The following information can solve a dilemma that you may have had since your first since you first became a Christian. How to love God with all your heart while also loving other people as much as you love yourself. Jesus considered these are two most important goals. If we love God and other people, we should be as a blessing to them both. Has anyone ever told you how you could be a blessing to both by doing only one thing? Wouldn't it be great if you could be a blessing to God and other folks and at the same time enjoy it more than you ever enjoyed anything? The secret is in learning how to receive the special joy that God wants to give us. Contrary to popular opinion, God wants his children to have an abundance of his joy. Our cheerful delight will help others find God's happiness as well tell, as we tell them the source of our joy. When we were youngsters, if another child told us we were ugly or dumb, those thoughts could become embedded in our minds. We could decide that we were indeed unattractive or unintelligent. Those unhappy thoughts could stay with us all of our lives. For thoughts to be most effective, they must be frequently repeated in our minds. If we dwell upon a certain thought long enough, we will eventually accept it as fact. Again, if we dwell upon certain thought long enough, we will eventually accept it as a fact. If thinking what is not true about ourselves can have such a strong influence over us, think how much we could be changed if we frequently repeat thoughts about ourselves that are true. If we truly believe that Jesus is our Savior, the more we think of Him as our Savior, the more real and powerful that thought becomes. Such inspired thoughts then have an incredible power in us. We can learn to think others' inspiring thoughts too. Thoughts lift us into becoming increasingly happy and therefore more blessing to God and more help to others. We have many opportunities each day to think thoughts that will help us to become increasingly happy people. I am so loved by God that He will cause everything I see, hear, know, remember, and encounter to bring increasing happiness to my heart and the hearts of all my loved ones. We should repeat these thoughts constantly until, by God's grace, they change us. As you persist in thinking happy, uplifting thoughts, you will soon be delighted on how powerful and effective God has made them. Some of the thoughts that I've been thinking and planning to put Scripture all over is basically spending time in Romans 8.28, you know, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. The other scriptures that I like that talk about God's love, uh, I think it's on Isaiah 41.10. You know, I love you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I have my right hand on you. 
something in that nature, just packed with a lot of love. The other one that comes to mind right now is Isaiah 55, verse 8 or 11, somewhere in that nature. It just popped into my mind. It's uh, the very strong, loving scriptures that we need to memorize them, say them, um, gurgitrate them over and over again, three by five cars, just, just for about a month. So we get them well established, deep in our hearts, and we look at it in every, from every angle. Look at the scriptures from every angle. Get it deep down in our hearts that God loves us. We are his favorite. He is madly, madly in love with us. You can take God's love and look at the uh, the sky and 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 then have a little beam coming out of the you know you see a little little beam is about the, that's your love compared to God's love around you and that's about the, the amount of love we can get i don't know if i relay that to you but i'm just telling you that his love is so vast so great so wonderful you get a glimpse of it. It's just amazing. So we're on the right track, folks. He will bless our efforts. Those scriptures will come alive in our hearts. And we'll show our confidence and our joy as we go along. Because we cannot do wrong. We cannot do wrong with our Father loving us in such a manner. And us believing it. Because it is true. It is true. Amen. This our next story is called Destroying Happiness. Ecclesiastes 6.2 tells us that a man could have wealth, job satisfaction, and be honored by others, but still be unhappy. If we want to be happy, it is important to understand that we must obey God. Jesus gave men one very clear injunction. He said, Anyone looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew 5.28 if we allow our minds to dwell on immoral thoughts, we stimulate ever-increasing desires that will attack the very core of our happiness. To emphasize this point, write a list of the potential unhappy results of immorality. You might be surprised of how lengthy your list could be. Remember that immoral thoughts are actively sowing seeds of destruction in the heart. These seeds may take time to grow and mature, but they will eventually develop into destructive actions. James 1.15 gives us a clear warning. Evil thoughts lead to evil actions. And afterwards, to the death penalty from God, James addressed that admonition to his dear brothers. Christians can ignore what Jesus said and blissfully continue immoral thinking, wrongly assuming that such thoughts are beyond our control. But 2 Corinthians 10.5 assures us that we can take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. For years I wrestled with what seemed to be an unbeatable enemy. When I had an impure thought, I felt acutely guilty. Then I was determined to never again let my thoughts be disobedient to Christ. But at a moment when I least expected, impure thoughts would flash through my mind. I was sure there had to be a way to defeat the devices of the enemy. So I kept telling God that I knew he could lead me into victory and he taught me what to do. Now when I see or think of an attractive woman or look at her picture, I concentrate on thinking the following. God designed her. He created her. She belongs to him. He'll take care of her. 
By the time I meditate on these three truths, I'm delivered from having thoughts that would displease God. When our thoughts are obedient to Christ, His Spirit works wonderful things in us instead of our disobedience. Preventing us from being happy, our efforts to obey causes us to be happy. Our efforts to obey causes us to be happy. Again, consider this happy thought. God keeps him occupied with gladness of heart. Ecclesiastic 5.20 God keeps his favorite ones occupied with gladness of heart. Ladies, please urge the men and boys in your life to read the above section. Hmm. I just read all this somehow, but I don't have it marked down. The other way you can do it is stop the guilt and the condemnation is thank God for having the thoughts, for having the thoughts. Keep thanking him. You're going to remember, you're going to lose about 80%, 90% of the time, but just stay at it. Eventually, you're going to get a victory, and from that victory, you're just you're going to look back. It's going to be taken care of. Just thank God for your thoughts. Thank God for what you're thinking. And act like it's a good thing that you're doing it. And, and thank your thoughts. Remind your thoughts that they're reminding you that you you can thank God for them, for the negative thoughts. And that will propel you, keep you from being condemned, defeated, or guilty of any sense of the word. You'll feel the love of God when you use the tools properly, the tools of praise. Thank God for the problem, for the onslaught of evil thoughts. The thoughts, you're going to confuse the thoughts. They're not going to know what to do because they don't have a home to live in. You're just taken over with your willpower by bringing in the big guns. Amen. Our next contribution, writing by Marilyn Carruthers, is called Happy Thought Patterns. Happy Thought Patterns. Have you ever wondered why your mind sometimes keeps replaying unhappy thoughts? You keep thinking about people who have mistreated you, family problems, physical ailments, unpaid bills, etc. You wish you could turn these negative thoughts off, but it seems you can't. Some folks become a snare in the grouchy thought syndrome. And before they know it, they are perpetual grouches. In most situations, their minds click in with, this is something to be grouchy about. Eventually, even their faces reflect their unhappy thoughts. People who encounter them see a grouch. Other people worry excessively. They become so steeped in worry that they see something in nearly every circumstance that requires even more worry before they realize that they are continually worried about something. Thoughts can be compared to a path through a field. Each time the path is trodden, it becomes easier to follow. Thoughts create similar paths through our mind that in time become increasingly easy to follow. The mind gets into a groove or a way of thinking and eventually that groove becomes a habit. Even if the person wants to get rid of that, of that thought pattern, the mind doggedly turns away at its destructive behavior. The mind doesn't the work it was created to do. It thinks. It really thinks and tries to solve problems. And when it thinks worrisome thoughts, it causes anxiety and fear. Those thoughts are supposed to be turned over to God, the Father God. 
where God said, Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But we can reprogram harmful thought patterns. That's why the Bible teaches us to rejoice always. When we follow that command, the brain learns to do what? To rejoice always, to eat endorphins and dopamine and adrenaline. Paul's thoughts were dominated by his hatred of Christians, but when he met and accepted Jesus, his thoughts changed. They changed so much that even when he was chained in prison, hungry, cold, or beaten, he rejoiced. He rejoiced. His triumph in Christ was so great that his mind could only repeat, joy, joy, joy. Amen. Joy. What a wonderful emotion to have it in control of our thoughts. The more we dwell upon and repeat those joyful thoughts, the happier we become. Amen. Our next article is called Our Authority. When I was a private in the U.S. Army, I had no authority over anyone. I could not compel anyone to do anything. But the moment I became a commissioned officer, many new advantages were available to me. Little did I realize as a young lieutenant how much, how many more advantages I would have when I eventually became a lieutenant colonel. Before we became children of God, we have no idea of the advantages we will gain. At the moment, Jesus becomes our Savior. All the authority that God offers his children becomes ours. We may not know what those benefits are, but they are ours just the same. In time and through persistence, we can learn much more about the blessings that are ours in Christ. One advantage of our new status is the victory that Jesus promised us. Jesus provided us the authority to be victorious over everything. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. 1 John 5, 4. If you are unhappy about troublesome circumstances in your life, you may still be dragging along with the same paltry benefits as an army private. If so, consider the abundant joy that Jesus came to give us. He taught us that we could enjoy the benefits of trusting God to supply everything we need. We would be foolish to depend on ourselves. When God wants to place us under his protection in ourselves, we have about as much authority over life's problems as a private has over an officer. But in Christ, we have the authority to compel our problems. But in Christ, we have the authority to compel our problems to work for us rather than against us. That is a good, that's good news. The more we understand and claim the ba- that benefit, the greater our joy becomes. Before I realized the authority I had over my difficulties, I did what came naturally. I worried, grumbled, I complained. But when I understood the authority that God has given us, I started telling my problems, God will make you work for my good. What an eye-opening revelation that was, and what delightful blessings I have received as a result. 
I urge you to enjoy the authority God has given you. And again, but when I understood the authority that God has given us, I started telling my problems, hey, problems, God will make you work for my good. That was an eye-opening revelation, what that was. And what delightful blessings I have received as a result. Amen. Amen and amen. I'm going to go ahead and stop there. I'm starting to dose off. The reading is working for a night. Thank you so much, everyone, for stopping by.